Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dark Moon of Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also... Solo and Star Wars story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The Force is strong with you all. And remember, sit Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kennedy from Facebook. And here we're here to talk about Marvel. Marvel stuff and all those good things. I hope you guys are excited. Doing a little bit of a crossover here. I'm going to take over the whole episode and we're just going to talk about Spider-Man. Actually, we're going to talk about Star Wars stuff like we always do. Yeah, that is Mr. Kennedy from the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh. (laughs) We might have a little bit of Marvel stuff. Yes. You never know. And and then also just let you know that it may get confusing because we do have two josh is on this podcast Hello. from different universes one from marvel one from star wars so yes yeah. <laughs> the multiverses combining yeah yes I'm, but, uh, I'm i'm the josh the josh anderson we have the uh the josh kennedy on uh, the marvel stuff and i'm the david and, and david. i am the only colin all right i don't think that's true colin farrell might disagree <laughs> <laughs> fight to the death all right all right well there you go <laughs> So, yeah, we got a bunch of Halcyon Star Cruiser news that Colin wants to cover. So, take it away, Colin. Okay. So, this week marks um, the pre launch for the Halcyon. There have been a lot of, uh, a lot of different, um, so, um, a lot of social media influencers, um, TikTokers, stuff like that. Um, hello, Liam. Just like, no, we are going to be coming to live comments. So if you hear us kind of going back and forth and answering stuff, that's why. But yeah, so uh, there has been not everything has been shown yet. Apparently, the um, the the social media influencers will be able to post everything on Friday. Yeah, I the embargo lifts on Friday. Yes. Yep. Nice. Yep. So all of that will be lifted and we'll truly see what the Halcyon is like. And we'll no longer be seeing trailers. We'll be able to see mostly everything. And they also dropped a sneak peek of some of the merchandise they are dropping, including a new lightsaber um, that is exclusive to Halcyon guests only, as far as it sounds like. Um, but and some other costumes um, and stuff that people can and outfits that people can buy if Question for Halcyon for guests. This yeah. lightsaber is it going to be attached to a Jedi or Sith that hasn't shown up yet, or is that we have just no idea? We exclusive? don't know yet, which is also we have no idea. Very, like no joke, it just dropped thing. a couple of hour, hours ago. Um, very cool. Yeah, well, that's exciting yeah. then to say the very yeah. least. Um, all the lightsabers that we have that at Galaxy's Edge actually do come with uh, like a, a case, and it's got a little symbol on the front, kind of like. So you have uh, like Luke's one, I believe, is the Rebel symbol on the front, and it's green. Um, but this one actually has the like the Halcyon logo on it, and it's on the actual little button you press to open up the case, which is very interesting. I want to, I want to know more about this lightsaber. It looks very interesting. 
Yeah. Um, and something great about the Halcyon 2 is that there's so much history. Uh, uh, like that happened on the cruiser, like stuff in the Clone Wars happened there. Han and Leia are going to be getting married there in, 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 in a new comic coming out. Which is, <laughs> yeah, that's honeymooning, interesting. right? That's yeah. interesting. Honeymooning, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that has happened on that cruiser that we don't even know yet. And there's so much history that we don't know yet. And, uh, and the great thing about the cruiser is that there's so much history to cover. So th- there can be new content in the future that will just kind of add to it. And what's nice about the cruiser is that it adds more to your immersiveness if you're playing going to galaxy's edge as well so your whole thing is just nothing but star wars 24 7 and you're in the story and that's what i found very intriguing about it so yeah yeah that new r2 unit as well um Mm -hmm. it's based off the one that they've shown from all the promotional images it's like a blue and gold one so i'm pretty interested in seeing that one so those are going to be two exclusives that you can get on board it's going to be pretty interesting to see those two Trying to think if there's anything else that we oh we saw those new costumes the ones that you can get is those the ones from that you can get from Shop Disney yeah um those are that's kind of old news but they kind of put more of a highlight on it because if we've seen some of those before they have like the um like the Ahsoka headpiece you can get and and Padme's cape and everything um, I almost said a purple, a purple lightsaber joke. Yeah, we don't we don't actually know what color it is which is no we do here's the thing is that it it almost always has matched the button is almost always matched up with whatever color it is so on the case that you open up the button is almost yeah the color yeah what color is it it's blue okay okay and it does look like one of those ones that's like a blue lightsaber yeah it reminds me of obi-wan's old lightsaber there's also a symbol on it too that at first I thought it was a, it looked like an arrow actually pointing to the button like to activate the saber and I was like wait what but then I looked closer and it, and it looked like a symbol and I was like okay so I it, hope it he was smart like enough to turn on his own lightsaber right? I don't <laughs> think he needs directions <laughs> like is, is is this the button but yeah so there and the embargo um uh is being lifted on Friday so we'll be seeing a bunch of like actual like footage and stuff from different influencers and probably different celebrities. So stay tuned for that. Um, but just more Star Wars and more content is exciting. I mean, how do you guys feel about it? I was actually on a TikTok a little earlier, and uh, it looks like some of those influencers have broken the embargo because some videos have leaked. Oh, so, oh yeah, I yeah. I had heard about that. Blacklisted. <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much exactly that, that'll happen to you yeah if you go ahead and do that but yeah i did see a picture of that lightsaber and i i know you don't like it colin but i thought it was it was decent looking it didn't look like anything else we kind of have seen it, it oh looked no more mechanical no i'm 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 not bashing it i'm 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 more like like it's interesting it was not what i expected um and it's it's also interesting that it's exclusive just like the droid as well and uh and i believe they have like other d- different like exclusives as well that like i think they have like a magic band or something too right josh yeah we have uh yeah. i believe that's what they're they're showing off in this i can go yeah. and check yeah mm-hmm. but the the lightsaber is the main one that they're showing off right now and most people yeah. are getting really excited for that one um yeah the biggest question i get is can you buy that brand new lightsaber that they showed off on instagram like a year ago that like retracts out of the hills. I don't think that's going to be purchasable. purchasable. 
it, yeah. it's it's mentally meant mostly for show because I feel like it's one of those ones that's just so fragile that like mm-hmm. you couldn't just sell that willingly and have someone break it and then you know with disney they'd just be immediately come back and be like can i get a new one or um can i get my money back and i feel like that would yeah. pr- produce way more problems than it would be worth i think they yeah. also tr- like said how much it costs to actually make it and it was way too much for them to justify being like making them at mass yeah. production but at the um, same time you also that remember sense. that they have the the giant r2 units that you can buy as well Mm-hmm. Like 25k. They don't. They don't sell them anymore on our side. I oh, okay. I don't believe they sell them anymore on our side. Yeah, they they definitely did have them originally. I remember those, but I every time I've been back to Droid Depot lately, I haven't seen the sign for it or any news about it. Um, one of the very interesting things about that new lightsaber is so you know how recently they had the Lothcat head and the Rancor head that you can get at the creature stall that you can screw into the bottom of your own custom-made one? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have that for the new lightsaber, but you're going to be able to personalize it with... Um, you can select a letter in Arabesh and basically put it on that new lightsaber. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, pretty cool, right? Huh. huh. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to add some more like customizing options that are outside of Savi's workshop instead of having to go to Savi's workshop to be able to customize your lightsaber but you're going to be able to find more options to be able to customize that lightsaber throughout Batu and maybe on the Star Cruiser as well. I think that would like more options. Yeah. I would like more options like and 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 something else that I'm I'm trying to think if they do is where you can go in and like so let's say you go through the savvy like actual lightsaber workshop experience right like you go through it and Mm -hmm. and you like choose exactly how you want your saber to build can you go back and buy more parts and then you know throughout actually like change of what your saber looks like and just like and just buy separate parts oh yeah that's 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 definitely something that i'm I'm really interested in seeing okay well right but i'm curious if they do it though because of because of I think that would be a really cool thing like to do because of throughout, you know, a Jedi's journey, you know, as they change, sometimes their lightsaber changes too. So mm-hmm. that would be a really cool. That would be very cool. To um, actually like bring into it. You also saw some of that new, um, some of the new merch as well. So it was the Halcyon bag, Halcyon little journal book and the new pen as well. So that yep. was pretty cool and interesting to see. Um, the costume things, it's still very interesting to me that they I, – I really like the Halcyon designed costumes just for the Halcyon. Like, that's their theming. But it's very interesting to me that we are getting costumes that are taken from different eras of Star Wars, and they're they're putting it there. Like, I wonder if they're going to try and tie that into the story because story, we have, like – or, like, the Argana – and then, like, yeah, it's it's they're all themed to different parts of Star Wars, and I thought they would just be like these costumes would be themed directly to the Starliner. It's very interesting that they're like, hey, this is Padme's cloak, right? Like that's that's very interesting to me. Like they they did it like that instead of just making something that you can only get on the Halcyon or it's or it's themed just to the Halcyon. Well, or- and. And something else would like that, for example. So technically, Padme is connected to the Halcyon because of in one of the new comics, Padme and Anakin are there. 
Mm-hmm. And um, uh, uh, and Anakin is fighting. She, he is fighting Ventress. Yeah. So that honestly makes sense. Um, but then there's other elements where, like, maybe they haven't, you know, made a story yet that involves like some of the like things that we dropped because of there's like costumes that we've never seen before, and then there's some stuff that is like actually connected to like yeah, that, the, yeah. I've seen the costumes that haven't seen before and then the new ones that like are connected and they're actually you know what's very interesting to me is they are very okay priced like i was looking at the prices of those and i was like you know what yeah uh, if i wasn't staying on there i would 100 percent go ahead and purchase these these are like yeah. not nearly as expensive as i had originally thought they were gonna be as long no. as these new costumes look better than the uh, halloween costume i got when i was 10 with the stone cold <laughs> plastic head face of obi-wan kenobi hey so. hey Hey, those costumes was were like our pastime, man. Like I remember, like um, sh- like right before we Avengers of the Sith came out, I remember for Halloween I ended up getting uh like, an- like the Halloween costume for Anakin Attack of the Clones. My mom got me like a training braid where like I could like a- like attach it to my hair, and I was like, this is cool, man. I'm a Jedi. And then I and 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 then like I I I realized growing up, I was like. That was so cool, and and like I and and I wish that I appreciated it like then like I do now like of all these cool costumes and stuff because yeah. now wearing costumes and stuff and going to conventions is a cool thing. That didn't used to be the case. Like that mm-hmm. th- that never used to be the case. I'm just saying that Obi Wan costume specifically was just a plastic version of even Ewan McGregor's face that you put over your own face, so it just <laughs> looked ridiculous. I could have well, painted on a beard. Beautiful. <laughs> Right, but you also have to remember the old costumes that they had like back in the seventies and eighties, though, because of because of for the most part it was like garbage bags, like you know actual garbage bags that you would have, and then you would have like you know like a like a really bad like plastic looking face because of it wasn't just those costumes; it was other Star like not non Star Wars costumes. But I I remember there there was like an Uncle Sam one where it was like a garbage bag that like had like different American things, and it was like. You know, Uncle Sam's face and then like the American hat on top. And it was just a plastic mask. Age of like, cosplay. That's what's really bringing us the improvements on the yeah. costumes for Speaking Halloween. Speaking of like yeah. interesting cosplay elements, what did you think about the head tails that they had that they were showing? My wife has a lot to say about those. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't doubt that. Um, no. I Okay, so I'm very interested to see how that plays out. If yeah. it's something you can purchase, or this is like a like a thing that they like allow you to rent out on board, I want. I'm curious in how that. they're made. Yeah, I'm 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 really curious in how they're made because of from the pictures, it like it looks great. It looks great, and I'm and it's hard to make those type of things because of right now my wife is 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 working on Ahsoka season seven of Clone Wars for her costume. And and she's on a huge wait list to get her headpiece for it um, from someone on Etsy. So I'm really curious on like on on how Disney made theirs um, compared to how other people make it more screen accurate. Mm-hmm. It's very it's yeah. yeah it's definitely one of those. Uh, it's very interesting. It they it, it's it's a head tails, which are which is interesting. Yeah. I I don't know if there's they haven't shown if there's any other colors like I know Gaia's ones are different but I don't know if you can get the same colored like purple ones that that she has but they definitely have the Ahsoka ones so that's pretty interesting. Yeah. 
And you yeah. guys mentioned a droid you could buy as well, right? Yeah, so the, the droid from the per, like uh, promotional like images that they've had so far is like an R2 unit. So the same ones that you can go ahead and build over at, um, was it Mubo's one, like Droid Depot? Droid Depot. Going, yeah, um, that one is going to be available on board from what we can see from promotional images now. It's like a, a the blue and gold of, what do you call it, of the, 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 the actual Starliner, so... It's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, very, very interesting. They also, yeah, yeah. All right, but the real uh, question is, will there be a Star Wars cameo in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is what I want to know. Honestly, <laughs> probably, to be honest with you. you know, I'd be pumped about it. No, but no, like, I mean, I, I, I'm very, I'm very intrigued because it's, it's more canon, and every time that we get more canon to Star Wars, it's it's enticing because sometimes they can retcon stuff, um, which is a other topic I want to talk about. Do you think that maybe that that if something happens on the cruiser or like or like and and storyline wise that it could kind of maybe retcon something, like because of. Because of we know that like the TV's shows and the movies always retcon any of the books, the comics, and like and the novels and stuff like that. It'll 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 be very interesting, and I'm 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 sure it's a it's a Disney thing where they're trying to figure out how the canon is going to fit because we know that our land is very canon, whereas the one in California for their um for the their Marvel stuff isn't canon. So it's very interesting seeing the yeah. the the difference. On, on how they're trying to tiptoe around keeping as much in canon as possible yeah. and um, changing around some new things. But we do know that the Star Cruiser is going to stretch many different generations and we're going to see a lot more of it inter- intersection intersecting with a lot of the canon that we do love, which will be very interesting. Whereas I think that they could do something like this over in California for marvel side and be able to go a little bit more weird and crazy yeah. with it because they don't have to stay necessarily a part of canon we right. talked about this a little bit not the ride specifically over on the marvel stuff but um the idea that star wars is a lot more attached to canon because it's got such an established history yeah but marvel in itself if we're talking mcu it starts in 2008 with iron man the first one so the fan base kind of treasures the idea of uh, Star Wars products or rides being part of their ultimate canon, but that's not as important to the Marvel fan base, from my impression. That is. Right. And something else that's changing with Marvel, too, is that now you're adding the multiverse into it. So now a lot of things that weren't canon are now are canon. Yeah. Because of now, if you go back and you're like, oh, hey, you know, there are the Toby Maguire Spider-Man movies. Technically, those are like yeah. those are canon to the MCU now and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies are canon. And now there's a chance that the, um, that the, that the X-Men movies are going to be canon. The fantastic four movies are going to be canon. There's like so many things now that are just getting added to, to the MCU. Now that's like, it's, it's not even going to be the MCU anymore. It's, it's going to be the, the, um, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's going to be like the like the Marvel Multiverse Cinematic Universe. How would you guys now, feel about having a multi-universal event in Star Wars? That could happen. And the reason why I'm saying it could happen because of in Rebels, there is like, no joke, mm-hmm. 
Dave Filoni just doesn't introduce something just to introduce something. Like, like I mean, like, hey, you know, it's well, move on. if you're talking about like them, I'm, you know, crossing dimension. That I'm talking. I'm talking about world between worlds, where yeah, Ezra travels yeah. back in time and saves Ahsoka. Technically, it's already happened in Star Wars. It's just nobody really talks about it. Right. It's not something that happened no. in live action. So, no. a lot of casual Ahsoka's, viewers. Yeah, Ahsoka's series. Her um, what is it like? The logo for it shows off all the same kind of symbols. Right. So. Right. So I'm. Like, how cool would it be if, like, the Ahsoka series was just Ahsoka just jumping through through different timelines and just kind of re-leaving the glory days? That would days. be great. That would be crazy of seeing that live action. Pushing um, it on season one of that show, though, dude. You got to save that. <laughs> Wait till your ratings drop in season no, six. No, <laughs> Then you start no. doing crazy stuff. Okay, first off, you are talking about the show that had Mandalorian, like, Mando steal the show from the Book of Boba Fett. Like... That's different like, than multiverse hopping, though. I don't know. I don't know. You are it would also be a different, definitely a giant event too, because we we definitely have a kind of like a Clone Wars and like book fans and those kind of EU fans, and we're just getting to this live action expanded universe yeah. for for these new people jumping so far ahead and being like, yo, there's actually like time travel in different dimensions would blow some minds, and I would love to see that, but I don't see it in as near of a future as we think right and uh and as um so our our good friend our yeah our friend patrick was like hey you know that would be crazy if it happens and then we got joseph jansen that says i don't want that to, i i don't want that well honestly i could see it happening because of they are looking new ways to kind of twist like the story of star wars because of now they're done with the sequels like they're done with it they, they probably want to add more to the actual timeline besides the galactic star cruiser that's coming out it's not like episode 10 is coming out anytime soon so right now they're like focusing on the mandalorian timeline question and do you uh, think it's and, and the galactic civil war no no sorry, do you think no it's okay do you think it's necessary to do like a multiverse thing because the idea of star wars is just this ever-expanding universe so couldn't you just be like in a distant part of an untouched galaxy by Jedi or this, that, or the other thing, wouldn't that be a way to handle it without having to completely reboot or introduce the idea of a multiverse? I, so I remember watching and actually, you know what? The new Lego holiday special that came out like a year ago is a prime. Well, two years ago is a prime example of why it would be nuts because in that holiday special Ray, honestly, goes through some of the most major like oh, i know what you're talking about yeah that's yeah really like the most <laughs> yeah and, and the most major like events that happen in star wars history and uh and then all of a sudden like they're all in tatooine and you've got you know darth maul from phantom menace and like he's cut in half and he's just you know kind of hopping on on, on uh he's just kind of hopping around and then you got th- like three versions of obi-wan um like and different versions of solo and just all this like craziness and that actually kind of put it in your head like you know if they did this they would go it would be crazy and you know but doing it live action i i could see it as her just jumping from time to time because that scene in rebels where where ezra spoiler if you haven't seen star wars rebels but uh where the scene where ezra actually is watching ahsoka and vader fight uh and then Ezra pulls Ahsoka out of there before she gets killed by Vader. Um, that was a very like what the heck moment, and no one was really talking about it at the time because it was a cartoon. 
Um, that makes and, me want to watch it, dude. That, like, I, I, I'm not as tapped in with Star Wars as you guys. That's no, kind of the reason no. why I hopped on here. So these, it these honestly, shows sound pretty incredible. <laughs> it honestly was crazy because because at that point we were still learning more about the first and like the Force, and that wasn't even like. That was before, you know, we knew about force healing and all that stuff from episode nine and 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 how they could like, you know, just pull a lightsaber like out of like the air it's and like pocket um, dimension stuff. Yeah, no, it's it, it was crazy. Like the force is completely different than what it was when when we were kids. Yeah, now, I definitely think Ahsoka and Ezra are great examples of being able to bring in uh mystical to live action because yeah. the mystical part of the force is a big part of the eu side I that agree. i think is going to be great to be able to put on live action like especially with fallen order that has so many mystical elements in it like the, the game yeah yeah i've, yeah. I've yeah. played a little bit of it yeah it's so it's many myst- mystical elements that i would love to see in live action um that i think that maybe that first season is going to really just focus on morally like the mystical elements, not necessarily the whole time travel aspect, but maybe the history of the Jedi, maybe the history of we're going to go all the way back to when they they weren't split apart and they were all together and the, the birth of the force. I would love yeah. to see the history like that. I think yeah. it would be cool if like maybe Ahsoka actually like jumped in time and maybe that would be like the first appearance of, of some of the high, republic stuff and uh i mean yeah and, and, yeah and, like and she it. goes back and we're seeing like the prime of the jedi from like ahsoka's eyes and then you know and then maybe that kind of brings her back to okay well this is what being a jedi is about <laughs> not about all the politics because of when ahsoka was a jedi she questioned a lot like not to anakin yeah. but, but just in general because of there's the whole episode w- where she goes with padme to um to the planet Raxus and and she meets like an actual separatist and you realize that you know that that the separatists aren't that different from um uh from the republic and she could just you know just see how the war was kind of pointless and then she also has the line of you know I I I was I was in there during the Senate and all they were talking about was the politics and not why we were actually fighting. And if Ahsoka went back in time and maybe saw like the Jedi actually being Jedi during the High Republic and of, of what they were meant to be was peacemakers and not, you know, messing around with politics and all that stuff. Maybe that could, you know, kind of bring her back to being a Jedi and being like, all right, this is exactly what the Jedi needs to be. I need to tell Luke this. And then maybe like Luke kind of kind of goes back to that. And maybe that's how we see how Luke like kind of has that balance of attachment and all that mm-hmm. stuff because in the high republic there was a, some attachments allowed like so some people dated like 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 th- that was like okay but then when it got later like during the time of the clone wars and all this stuff it was more strict like for a certain jedi so I... it would be very interesting if that's how luke gets his inspiration if like ahsoka somehow looks at the high during the high republic era some time travels or looks at you know old um holograms or something and you know realizes that like this is what the jedi was meant to be because of during the clone wars i'm sorry sorry. no you're good no no personally i think time travel is a lot more forgivable than multiverse hopping uh there's a lot of speculation on just the marvel universe not going to bring it up too much because that's what i do on my podcast but essentially what like people are under the impression that Endgame was the peak of Marvel a lot. I mean, no, there's dude. an argument to be made with Spider-Man, obviously, 
But the fact that they're multiverse hopping, we're starting to lose some of the the fan base that's just, they go and see the movies, not so much the comic book fans. I mean, I'm a comic book fan, so I'm totally on board for the whole multiverse idea. Mm-hmm. But I think if they jumped into that, into the Star Wars universe, you'd make more enemies than necessary yeah. than if you just went with the time with travel route, like you said. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a way to have your cake and eat it too, though, because if they just simply recreate what's in legends and put it up on tv live action film or whatever and just have that maybe separate and put like a big stamp on it saying this is the legends books that they had in the 90s and 2000s yeah just recreate that and go kind of do what kind of kevin feige did with marvel he went back to the source material and just put it up on screen that's the idea true. of legacy that's that's kind of like old history tales right and most of them well, aren't, don't so- take place in the current time period Right. So would so, you be so, okay with something like that? Whereas we yeah. all, already had, um, we had the 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 visions. We had Star Wars visions. Mm-hmm. Would you be okay with having these kind of stories put in like a Star Wars visions style, where you're like, hey, look, we're gonna have the Thrawn books. We're gonna have I those, like- and we're gonna make those like an animated series, or we're gonna make those as a live action little like one off. Would you be okay mm-hmm. with that? Or would you want to see like actually bring it into proper canon? Do you think that'd be yeah, too having confusing? like legends? I, I like the idea of it because you can go the route of having an unreliable narrator throughout yeah. the storytelling. So not everything has to be a thousand percent canonical or uh, has to follow every rule that they've already come up with within the universe. And they could take liberties here and there because it's storytelling. Isn't it they something like that with Lego? They did something like that with Lego where some of the, the stuff that's in the Lego is canon, but not at the same time. I'm so and... glad you acknowledged that because of Max Rebo does show up in, 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 in the holiday special. And <laughs> he's definitely alive and they have a whole conversation w- with Poe. So thank you for acknowledging that, Josh. I appreciate it. Now, there's, there's a Batman animated series where they, they did exactly this. I'm forgetting the name of this one specifically. But what they did is they had kids essentially around like a campfire type of thing mm-hmm. where they tell legends of the Dark Knight as opposed to actual stories. So they take, obviously, liberties and accentuate things more than they need to like real storytelling goes <laughs> get out of here joseph you know that he's alive he survived man don't even. i mean he could have been in the restroom of the sanctuary you don't know i mean oh god <laughs> he, glad you guys he, have this fun inside joke that he, I like, don't get. he like <laughs> could escape through the sewer lines and and kind of are you kidding me i've been obsessed with i max know you've Rebo been making max long- Rebo jokes since you were just in braces, so it's okay. <laughs> I made it 20 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but I'm like, I mean, I so my thing with the visions was that I wanted some of the stories to be canon, and then there were stories where I'm like, honestly, if you can leave these out of canon, I'm fine with it because of um, uh, because of that first episode was amazing. Of visions, like, I loved that, and then uh, and and then there was. The other one where uh uh where the where the Jedi end up going to the temple like to to seek out these lightsabers, but then they end up being like Sith and uh and and, and then Spoilers. it's like yeah, sorry. <laughs> but oh man, but yeah. So no, I I thought that like those shows were great and there were so many episodes that I that of that where I'm like I really wish they were canon, but then there were but- other ones where it was just over the top. Like, really, really over the top. And I think but. this is a giant thing for Star Wars that I think a lot of fans aren't ready 
for technically is that we need something new and we yeah. need to keep pushing new stuff. I think the best episodes of visions are the ones that are completely different with new characters. Like it's all new stuff, all different things that we really love to see that are star Wars are definitely star Wars, but it's all different and new. And I think that is so, it's so, so important right now for star Wars is to make something new and get out of these three trilogy yeah. circumstance like where we float right now i want to get out of i want to break out of that so bad okay. right now i love so, that you, like you guys are expanding your universe a bunch which is super cool because like you can only hammer the nail so many times before just people get bored of hearing about the same old things with the same old yeah. characters so the way that they're branching out i think that's part of the reason mandalorian was so successful throughout the first season because there wasn't too many callbacks for things that were had appeared in the movie previously the movies no. previously so we are getting a couple of mixed reviews on visions i uh, i never read the novel for ronin i heard i've heard that it's like it's some of it's good and some of it's bad but it's not canon is it dave no no not no, canon okay i don't think so i don't think because of I, visions are canon yeah no well, like i said i was hoping that some of them would be and 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 something that we've definitely talked about, like in in past like episodes uh, of the podcast, which was that some of the episodes that they released of Visions were felt like they were part of a story, not the beginning of it, but more part of a story. So it seemed like we were missing some things, and there were gaps that I was like, "Wait, what?" And it seemed like there was story before that could have helped prior, but it didn't. This is exactly um, what I'm talking about. You being such a huge Star Wars fan, you're talking about how important canon is to you, but like me as a comic book reader, like some of my favorite stories ever written for comic books were Elseworld stories, like yeah. Flashpoint, things that don't necessarily count, but they're just intriguing storylines to watch play through, and it doesn't It's Yeah, mean that's, a, that that's an me. extremely good point of just, yeah. I feel like we we as fans do grasp a lot on the lore and a lot of explanation towards things. And I mean, that is something that where really old fans and newer fans are fighting about. And I think when they explained Metachlorians, I'm the kind of person that didn't want Metachlorians. Yeah, that was something that was very surprising. I would have loved to have it just be, you know, like a mysticism thing. But, you know, that's what we have. And that's the canon. And every little thing for Star Wars does eventually either get explained or people will try their best to try and explain it, which is very interesting to me. Cause I'm kind of like, there's some things that's why a lot of visions I did like, cause it didn't do that. And it was just like, Hey, you know, we can have fun. Be completely different. There's elements of star Wars. I like here be done. That's cool to me, but yeah, I don't know how we're going to go towards the future with that. Love it. And like you just said something like there's something that did irritate you about that storyline and how it's canon. Now, wouldn't you have preferred the thing that you just mentioned being an Elseworlds story? Because I mean, not that you get a choice personally, but as a fan, wouldn't you have preferred that being kind of outside of what you have to hold near and dear to your hire as canon? Because I mean, we we have what if comics. Right, exactly. And what if TV show? Yeah, yeah, we have like different versions and um, different things, like elements that we've talked about before. But I don't, I don't even think people who actually like the Star Wars canon like these these big differences 
like the the comic books that they did where it's like what happens if like you know vader was good and then we have like what happens if this person died and then what happens if this happened and it's kind of like yeah that's that's fun maybe you guys just don't like hypotheticals they they, (laughs) they were fun i thought they were fun it's just i didn't think they were good and explored no i so i think theories are great and i think you know fan fiction is great too but then i think people kind of get to that point where they think that that fan fiction is real and that's been happening a lot lately where where like people are comparing stuff from legends and saying like oh well this is canon i was like well no because of you know they had to re they had to rewrite this and rewrite this and this is no longer canon for example like in legends han and leia had three kids now they only have one and uh and, and i remember having having a conversation with uh with someone when like when like i think it was the rise of skywalker and they were like how come how come like han's like two other kids haven't shown up yet i'm like well they don't exist and like what are you talking about i'm like well they're legends they're kind of retconned yeah, out, this out is of one existence of those things do you think star like- wars can work as an anthology like, do you think it could work as an anthology? Yeah, I, to- I totally think so. Like I just said, I mean, it's like you can make the legacy stuff. But see, I think Star Wars fans have a different kind of expectation than any other franchise fans. Like, yeah. like Marvel, like DC. Comic book I mean, fans have the reboot thing. Like almost every 10, 15 years, Marvel or DC wrong. will just reboot their universe, rewrite their favorite characters though they want to. They disclude everything they didn't like about what they did with the character and they keep everything they did. DC's a yeah. prime example. They went from New 52 to uh, the Infinite Frontier saga, and they changed their characters a bunch. And that's something that they benefit from that Star Wars doesn't necessarily have going for them, but no. it can be considered good or bad. Well, Reaper. something that that they actually kind of did was for Disney Plus, they actually made a Star Wars a Star Wars vintage like area where you could watch things that are no longer canon, and they made that very clear. So it's got stuff from the Ewok movies um, uh, to the Ewok TV show, droids, the, the 2D micro series of, uh, of the Clone Wars. Like all that stuff is not technically canon, including the holiday special. Some of the elements of the holiday special are canon, but not all of it is canon. Um, and, and a lot of the elements of the holiday special are hinted at, ironically, in the Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian. And it's funny because at the time, the holiday special was like, awful like when they came out people were like what is this and george lucas wanted nothing to do with it but now we look back at it you know as as a, as a joke but we also loved elements of it because of if we didn't get the holiday special there would be no boba fett like honestly no boba fett and no mandalorian like 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 that was the coolest thing like that cartoon that came out for the holiday special with boba fett was so cool I think um, we'd still have Boba Fett. We just wouldn't have the pink dinosaur he's riding on because they were. <laughs> I don't think we also we we probably wouldn't have gotten uh, Mando though because of his rifle is based off the rifle. Right, we wouldn't have gotten the Pulse rifle. Yeah, that's correct. I don't think we would have gotten that. But I mean, and, you know, I don't actually know who created that, but yeah, that is kind I of. I wouldn't call that a defining characteristic, though. I mean, yeah. Mandalorian could exist outside of having that gun, but I get your point. Right, yeah. right. But I think what made him cool is that he did have elements, uh, um, which I've kind of heard this, and I want to see if you guys agree with me. But 
But what Mandalorian is, is what we were hoping what the Book of Boba Fett would be. Right. Because of the way that Mando like acts is in our mind is, oh, hey, that's how Boba Fett does. And then when we got the Book of Boba Fett and the way that Boba Fett was acting, he wasn't like how we remember him when when we saw him first in Empire. But he he's how but he's like that in the um in Mandalorian season two. Right, right. But then you go to the show and he's completely, show is completely different. different. Yeah. And it's and 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 I, I think I might have said this, but the director Robert Rodriguez is great for thank you for making sure I said that correctly. Um uh but what he's great at is action scenes, like hands down, great action scenes, great at it. But I think actual story writing that adds plot to the characters and the dialogue and everything, it was kind of rough because it shows because the best two episodes were the ones where it was two different directors, which was Bryce Dallas Howard and Dave Filoni. And those overshined the other two. And I think it wasn't because it was the Mandalorian. It's because of the story and the plot and the writing of it was a lot better than the other episodes. That is the thing is that I, I don't know how preordained their path has to be. Right. How much do they have to listen to an outside person and be like, hey, look, you have to go down this path with this character. Make it happen however you want. But this is the end goal. Yeah. And I feel like maybe Robert Rodriguez doesn't work well with that kind of stuff because his movies, it's usually just him. Boom. And then he makes it. And then it's like his story. Yeah. So it might be interesting to have like this be the preordained path where Boba has to go. He's got to be, he's got to make reform himself, become a nicer, like gentleman that put all this stuff behind him. And then he like Robert Rodriguez is like, Hey dude, I literally do action movies and I do lots of fight scenes. It's hard for me to be able to convey that. That's screen. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause it's just a director. There's different types of directors. There's ones that are really good at working within Canon of a universe, but there's other ones that just like doing their own thing. And that's kind of the reason why oh, yeah. some of the top, top tier directors don't necessarily want to join or do an MCU movie. They intentionally, go away from it like what they did with uh edgar wright and there was the new ant-man movie like he left mm. the project because yeah. he didn't like what he had to do to remain within canon so i, I think that's kind of maybe what robert rodriguez kind of front ran into right. yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh and and something else as well is that if you i i think one of my favorite episodes like in like out of all of mandalorian like Besides the ones with like Ahsoka and Luke and everything, which is really cool, was the one directed by Robert Rodriguez because of Boba Fett comes in and we're like, oh my gosh, like, like it's Boba. And then you see him like how we saw him like in Empire where, where he's like this, listen, listen to me, this is happening. You can deal with it how you want, but I'm getting my armor back. And and they're fighting and stuff. And then he puts on his armor and he's just taking everyone down. And then like it's like this is Boba Fett. This is awesome. He's a savage. Like he's taking down stormtroopers left and right. And it's like coolest thing. So I I was ex- a lot of people were expecting that's how it was going to be for the entire show of the book of Boba Fett. And well, that's we barely got that. That's trying to stay on the gas pedal. I think that's that could have been its own issue is trying to keep it going hard and fast for too long because you're going to run out of juice. Right. But that is that's who Boba Fett was like, like to us was this guy, you know, um, was 
go into action, ask questions later. That's the kind of guy that Boba Fett was. Not being in a big fight, walking downstairs in his bathrobe, and then asking, hey, is everything okay? <laughs> like, that's not Boba Fett to me. That was never Boba Fett to me. I was blown away when that happened. I was like, what? I was like, he would have put on his armor and got, and no, like that's, and and and, and it's just like the same thing in The Last Jedi where it's like Luke was the way that he was. And I know all the trauma that he went through, but it was like, no, Luke would have never thrown his, like, his old lightsaber over his shoulder. And that's, that is bashed in The Rise of Skywalker where like, where he catches the lightsaber that Ray's about to throw away and he's like, you, this is not how you treat a Jedi's weapon. You need to treat it with more respect. And it's like, that's a total bash in what you did in the last Jedi. So it's just, it, it's just funny to me that like that when the original person that made the content is not involved in the writing and you can definitely tell um, because Dave Filoni, he's involved. So with all the characters, like, like Soka showing back up and, Bo-Katan and all, all those characters they are great in live action and it's because of the creator is part of it and working hard on it like and and they're still with the journey while George Lucas is no longer there and Luke Skywalker is doing great in Mando and Book of Boba Fett and I, and, and I think it's because of the second like probably the closest person to George Lucas Dave Filoni um, is is there and because of he fully understands because if he was like George's like right hand man. So I 100% understand like why Luke is great. But then you look at all these other characters that like, you know, that are being under surveillance and being like worked on by other directors that aren't involved as Dave Filoni is. Um, and I think that's a big difference. Yeah, John Favreau wrote the book of Boba Fett, so Robert yeah. Rodriguez didn't write anything. He just directed. So I right. wonder if we had different directors, would we like those episodes more i mean it's, i just i don't feel it's like a, it's yeah, it's a very good though. question yeah i don't know yeah well but we, we the just feeling we you feel. have colin about not getting what you're anticipating that was the same exact feeling i had in 2005 when i saw the anakin obi-wan duel it didn't live up to my expectations are you all. kidding me yeah, dude yeah. my my <laughs> only brother and i were flipping out man um okay. uh because of I, uh, I thought that fight was incredible. I I remember watching it over and over again. The only reason why I know how to use a lightsaber is because of Anakin and Obi Wan. Like I love that scene. The talent show you did in 2012. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was sick, man. Like it was great. I I like was doing the lightsaber thing. My hands were sweaty. It flew into the crowd, and then I went back in, and then uh, my um, the force, bro. Uh, yeah, and uh, and and then someone was like, "Colin, keep going," and they threw it back to me, and I grabbed it and kept fighting. And Wyatt Camp, I was doing like. Like, it was dope. Know, I'm not. I yeah. was just giving. Dude, it was so bad. <laughs> like, it was, it was we worked cool. hard on that choreography. Like I said that wrong, but yeah, no. Like I, I loved it, man. Like I, I, I loved that fight scene. That was like pure art. Because of not only was it a fight, but you could feel the emotion that was happening. Because it was two best friends, two brothers, fighting, and uh, and from Anakin. From Anakin's point of view, he was doing it for love, but Obi Wan, you know, was being logical, w- was being logical and being the bad guy because of he didn't approve Anakin of of like killing all these people for love. And uh, and these are two people side by side that fought fought side by side with each other for years. And Obi Wan raised Anakin, 
and uh and now these two are like at each other's throats fighting and you could feel that emotion in the battle so that fight to me was amazing was a beautiful piece of art and i don't think it like there are some deleted scenes of where like like um where where obi-wan's like hey let her go and anakin just falls out like throws padme like just lifts her up and throws her against the wall and like it's just like whoa like what the heck and and it's just like i feel like revenge of the sith could have been rated r like it totally could have been rated r and um uh but i loved that scene i loved the whole like fight sequence it was was done cooler looking than the rematch in episode four or obi-wan's just stupid old (laughs) (laughs) can't fight for garbage yeah uh, which I'm curious on. Gonna be very interesting. I'm so excited yeah. for that show. Yeah, <laughs> believe yeah. me. That is going to be interesting too, because of if you look at how all of the other characters have aged as much as like you know there. Because if we see Bail Organa show up in uh, in Rogue One, and he looks, you know, you know, at the decent age of where he doesn't look too old, like like old Ben Kenobi does in Episode Four. And the one big reason why is because of because of they you know had to because it was two different actors playing the character, so it makes sense you know why. But there's also a theory going around which Star Wars theory has talked about this, but uh, um, uh, about how uh, how there was an old Sith um, temple on Tatooine, and apparently, like um, in the Darth Plagueis novel, it actually would um, it. Uh, it would make people age more because of like of the existence of it, like you know, was too powerful and it kind of drained people of age. Well, also, well. there's two suns bearing down on you, and if you live in the right. desert, I and mean... <laughs> uh, and that was adding to it too. So I, I'm curious of what they'll do with that. Uh, I'm curious if like they will um, acknowledge that because of something big, which I wish they did. In episode nine, um, and episode nine was not what we wanted, but from the concept art for Rise of Skywalker and Duel of Fates was a was amazing. By the way, if if you guys haven't read the script, read it. But in one of the concept arts, there's a secret Sith temple underneath the Jedi Temple in Coruscant, and that was supposed to be like a huge reveal. And that would have been crazy. That would have been nuts. Hold up, hold up. What you're saying right now is there was an entire Sith base under the Jedi base. An old Sith like temple, and and, dumb, and and the dude. Jedi you... built it on top of the Sith temple, and 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 no one knew that, and and then like that would be like a huge reveal that for thousands of years that that was existed, and and they just didn't go with it, and we didn't see course or anything, and of course half of that planet, half of the planet, of course, was was supposed to be abandoned during that time, like of like the rise of Skywalker and stuff, but we didn't get it. And we were supposed to go to Musta Fortune, and we didn't get it. Um, but yeah, no, there are so many elements that, of legends. I so wish that would be canon. And hey, I, think I some- mean that the the new stuff and the new like uh, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic or Old Republic. Uh, Speaking my language now, I'm pumped. Yeah, the that. new Old Republic <laughs> trailer. Yeah, yeah. My goodness, I was yeah. Me and Colin ended up sitting down and watching it. And that was very very interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, those are elements that we would love to see brought into our live action i would love to see that kind of stuff more or but hey we're gonna get old timey star wars hopefully that's live action stuff 
and we're gonna yeah. actually do something with it that's also a good point where it's like we don't need a multiverse because there's so much history and lore throughout star wars that hasn't and you been brought it back awesome i know problem. i did bring it back because it's still <laughs> bugging me that everyone that you're mentioning ahsoka jumping time zones and stuff well not time zones but uh multiverses <laughs> But well, so well much stuff yeah, not. so I, I don't think we could get multiverse. I think more of like, you know, time jumping or where she actually goes through time. Like I, I could see something like that. I'm not talking about where she like she, you know, hops in a, in a Learns you know, Star Wars time. DeLorean and then goes into time. Like it's it's just a portal she walks through. And um, and there's yeah. also I think you were saying before where it's it's a it's like a learning thing and we get to see different eras of the Jedi throughout that through the veil would be amazing oh, that would be the coolest thing because of no joke the force is so cool it's such a cool element of star wars and yes there's smugglers bounty hunters like you know different planets and stuff but the force is what you know you know intrigued a lot of people in the audience back in 1977 when they went and saw it because of it's it's so expansive and there's still things we don't know about like we still don't know the actual like of what the full out prophecy of the chosen one says. Like we know like the small element, which is you know, um, he will bring balance back to the force. What made the force fall out of balance? Well, we see that in the High Republic. Um, like, will we see this prophecy written? Who wrote the prophecy? How how cool would it be if you know? It turns out that maybe. Yoda was the one that wrote it, and Yoda's been keeping that a secret this entire time. Like those elements, like those type of things, I want to see. And it would be cool if, if the character that you know that had the most struggles with the Force and the Jedi, like of of just being a Jedi and 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 when what's good and what's bad. Ahsoka dealing with that that would be huge because that would be a good way to bring her back into being a Jedi because of she's technically no longer a Jedi. Um, so I would love to see that and, and, and for her to like, kind of come back and be like, all right, this, this is the, this is the Jedi way. And then she comes back and she kind of like, you know, tells Luke, you know, how he could change and how, and how the new Jedi order could change. Like, that'd be cool. Yeah. There's my rant. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see some, some new star Wars. Um, is there anything that you guys definitely want to see towards the future, um, live action wise of some, like an element that you've seen? Okay. How about, is there an element in star Wars that is from legends that you would love to see in live action? It honestly would be the old Republic for me. I would love to dive. I mean, or just even the high Republic. Like I want to see, I want to see the, uh, Jedi in their prime. 1313. Yes. Yes. 1313 would be really, really cool. <laughs> Recently, the actual footage of the game, like like some of the footage got leaked or and dropped online. And that was so cool. It was, you know, you chasing um a thug through like the the underworld of Coruscant. And I'm so sad that we didn't get that. That would have been one of the coolest games. Um you do have the game Django. Um, you do have the game Bounty Hunter, which is like you know, kind of Django Fett's origin story, um, which is really really cool. But I wish we got thirteen thirteen because of that. That just looked phenomenal, and I can't wait till the open world game comes out. Can't wait till the Eclipse. There's a lot of good Star Wars games coming out. I've got a question for you guys, being the Star Wars experts here. Could you do your Ahsoka Tan uh, stuff going on 
do they have uh, a Star Wars equivalent of like a Cerebro from X-Men to where she could really experience yeah. the history as opposed to time traveling? No, do they no. Have I, I mean, like maybe the closest thing would probably be some Jedi holocrons because of there are Jedi holocrons from thousands of years ago that right. have, you know, that has data from different timelines, I guess, but it's different from watching it and then experiencing it. And I think if Ahsoka actually experienced it, um yeah. would be very interesting and i think that's something they will do i like i've i've been trying to think of what the plot of ahsoka would be and uh and you know maybe that might be her way of finding ezra because of ezra's lost and like how yeah i think that's what we're all assuming that the show how be about. would she find him and they'll be like oh wait well you know what she could pull a reverse uno card and do the exact same thing that ezra did by pulling her out of the timeline and Ahsoka pulls him out of the timeline. Do they have like, Uno in space? What? No. Do they have Uno in they have space? Sabacc. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So I, I I could see them doing something like that, but then that wouldn't explain how. And, and then maybe like Thrawn somehow kind of kind of leaks through and like you know gets to like a certain point of the timeline. But then then you're talking about um, but then you're talking about like a whole wreck kind of thing of. And it gets confusing with the timelines because of time traveling is already confusing in the first place, um, especially with different franchises doing it. Like in Endgame, it was confusing people. Even in Back to the Future, it's time. Like it, some of it's like, where's the logic in that? So if you add time travel to Star Wars, you got to do it right. You have to have the right writers well, to do it. We do have a lot more changing in Star Wars in the fact yeah. that of what is actually canon now. I think yeah. anything that is now going to be put on screen is going to be the actual canon. I mean, well, we yeah. just had the, the Yoda lightsaber thing, and that was a pretty big one. How did Luke get it if it was destroyed in the comic book on screen? Uh, and well, then- a, a lot of people didn't know all the comics because it got destroyed in a comic book, but then Yoda rebuilt a new lightsaber in a new comic book run. So, Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, a lot yeah. of people didn't know that other comic book run, so people just no, it didn't actually. Yeah, I, didn't, I personally, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, like the, yeah, there's so much interesting stuff. Is it like the exact same lightsaber as well? Yeah, the pretty much the same <laughs> exact okay. lightsaber. Update so. it. Put like an Obi Wan and make like a cooler lightsaber. Why are you gonna remake the same one again? <laughs> maybe they no get creator. around the fact that they destroyed the lightsaber in, in Darth Vader number one so maybe that was a thing I don't know but that was in their back pocket and they got the story group at Lucasfilm to kind of to kind of cover all that to make sure everything is cohesive but of course they did break canon in that first episode of the Bad Batch uh, with the whole Caleb Doom situation so I don't, yeah. I don't think yeah that made fans too happy but the the rule is whatever is in live action film TV is gonna overriding canon. Them. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. And I don't think of, any uh, other situations. Can anyone else think of another situation where they kind of broke canon that way? Well, that is where the Star Cruiser comes in because of what happens if they like something happens on the Star Cruiser that maybe like that like doesn't match up with the timeline in some way. Would that retcon? But we like, haven't we have we haven't gone to that timeline in, in live action though. Well, and have we gone to it in like the comics? I mean, have they? I know there's a Halcyon comic. 
Well, I mean, right, I know, but I'm, but what I'm saying is that the Halcyon and Galaxy's Edge is happening in a specific timeline, right? So it is right. happening four months after the Battle of Crate, um, uh, and uh, and six months before the events of the Rise of Skywalker. So right. that timeline is happening strictly on, um, like at Galaxy's Edge and on the Halcyon right. Galactic Star Cruiser. Right, right. So s- technically. This is like real live action because people are actually experience, experiences it. So the events of you actually going and getting the coaxium, that mission did happen, not with each individual person, but that did happen. Um, Hondo owning Onaka Transport Solutions, that's a real thing. Olga's like everything is canon there. And with the Halcyon, that's going to be the same concept because it is connected to the land. But I'm curious if... if that the stuff that happens on the cruiser or galaxy's edge like like when you're actually there and you see it does that retcon some of the stuff that maybe has happened like in like maybe in some of the comics or something like that because it's because it's happening in live action it would but i don't think they're gonna do that though i think they're gonna be careful with that because they've been planning it for a while right but you know in the book of bubble fett you have yoda you know that actually um uh you actually have luke that holds up Luke's um that holds up Yoda's lightsaber and Yoda's lightsaber was you know known to be um uh you know small destroyed <laughs> it, well, yes, it was yeah small. we just talked about that we just it, talked about he it. Rebuilt <laughs> it yeah, yeah and, so, so technically and it looked it, identical so. yeah yeah so no I am I'm 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 curious of what the rules apply there uh but yeah no I it's awesome. I'm. Yeah, uh, I would really love to see the certain point of view books made into live action because that would be horrific. really, really cool. They are um, really, really good. The, those are probably some of the best books I've I've yeah. cracked open for Star Wars. They are. There really honestly good. are some. Uh, I think I think some of the stories from Empire Strikes of uh, the Empire Strikes Back one was really cool because of uh, um, I can't think of the guy, but he's the guy that's like running through Cloud City that um that you know Will Rose Hood. Wrote, Yes, his story is so cool. Um, uh, First appearance of the ice cream maker. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and 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 that's a running joke at every Star Wars celebration because of there's always like a hundred of them dressed up and they're just running around the convention like like holding them and and just running around and they're always brought up on the actual like Star Wars show stage and it's just so funny to me and I was like that lost me on this ice cream thing, dude. You said a lot of weird words in different universes (laughs) and comic lines, but the ice cream maker. Uh, Do you know what podcast you're on, sir? Yeah, during like a like one of the scenes, it's that dude just running out with like what is like a painted ice cream maker, like an old ice cream maker, right? Um, But what they did for the Mandalorian is they they tried to explain it, and then they made it a canister full of like it's like a lock safe, like a personal lock safe that you can run around. Yeah, 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 cool. I was right. Yes, that's that's the guy um uh and and there's a whole backstory to this character and it's the it's it's so cool that's the thing yeah. about star wars man you guys all get a backstory everybody at that's what i was saying dude it's nuts like almost it's every great. like I single, no it. dude every character in the cantina has some type of backstory like like there's a reason why there's a reason why um every character is at the cantina in episode four like they are not just there like there's like an actual like 
story for each individual character that is there and why they're there and what they're doing and why. And it's so cool. And that's like for most characters good because it's like this guy was on screen for five seconds. He like has like a like chapters in in a book. It's like he was on screen for five seconds. And you also look at other characters that that showed up in live action, like Kit Fisto and, and Attack of the Clones. Mm. So cool, right? And then you actually go to Clone Wars, and he's just this. He is the second best like lightsaber duelist in the galaxy and it's so cool but yeah that's an example right so there. quickly to the emperor in episode three and now that's I'm a bummed. really good example yeah that i i i can't answer that but it's, <laughs> it's but, but that is technically canon that um that he is the second best lightsaber duelist and then the second best like fighter pilot is is say zen 10 um no plane uh, actually, no, he didn't. You're you're talking about Plo Koon, um, the other guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. My bad, dog. You stepped wrong. <laughs> come on, man! Don't you dare come on my podcast. And <laughs> no, but yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm, I'm very curious on how that is gonna because that's a good question. I would love that question answered. Like, does if something is. Like, if something doesn't match up with the timeline that happens on the Halcyon, does that retcon that event? Like, I'm, 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 I'm not saying like, oh, hey, like, you know, they're in the Halcyon and they're talking about like the Battle of Endor or something, and 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 they get like something wrong. Like, does that conquer? What but I don't see how how it would be more possible for it to happen on the Halcyon, though. I don't, I don't know. It's, I think the question is, Colin, if you dress up as a stormtrooper and get hammered in the Halcyon, is that also canon? <laughs> No, that is a very, as as I know, very fun, interesting, weird thing about what kind of canon we live in. Yes, because you have, like, you have consumer canon, <laughs> where you have all these people making lightsabers. Patrick, please get a point. Nice, Good and work, then Patrick, appreciate it. And then, yeah, you have canon where what what we know, like as Colin was talking about. Like before, it's like, hey, if you go on Smuggler's Run, the the first time it was ever done, that was canon. Boom, there you go. But like, it's not canon for the one guy that goes with a single rider line, like like twenty four <laughs> times in the same day. That's not canon. But like, <laughs> um, Dude, Dave's uh, a good guy. Don't be mean to. <laughs> but yeah, no. So it it I'm 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 with you, Josh. It just. Some elements are canon, some elements aren't canon, but I'm curious of what they will declare canon, like if they end up retconning something, if that makes sense. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what they would retcon just for this, the cruiser. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how many like actual like cameos we get from different eras and how important the cruiser yeah. is to those. It's going to be funny how they're going to be like, well, actually, you know who was sitting over here in this corner? This character you like. Did you know right. that? Wow. So it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, because of something great about um about Black Spire Outpost is that, you know, for example, Anakin and Thrawn went there. There are blaster marks in the cantina that are from a bar fight that they had in there. And then years later, Vader and Thrawn went back to the same planet. Um, So it's... It's it's really cool how they do bring those elements um, to it, and m- some of the main characters actually have been to, I mean, to 
Galaxy's Edge and then also, you know, to the cruiser because later, you know, which we really know nothing about except they are going to have their Han and Leia are going to have their honeymoon on the Halcyon, which is really, really interesting to me. But yeah. Sick. Be... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, um, once, once Friday swings around, Kylo, it's going to be very interesting to see what everyone's what um, everyone's views are on it. So I'm pretty excited for that. No. Also, these eBay prices. Can't wait to see those. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we'll 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 have to wait and see. Uh, but for the new Lego Star Wars game, I did want to talk about because they actually did talk more um more about of what you can do in the game. Um, three hundred characters, not including the DLC packs, which is really really cool. Um, but you have like twenty four planets. You can actually free roam. You can actually go to the planets. Um, and then something that I didn't know, but but sometimes in order to get to the planet you have to fight through the blockade and then when you and sometimes you actually have to board the enemy ship have to take it from the inside um uh and win it there and then you can go to the surface and that that's a really cool element that's pretty cool because of they're advertising this as like their biggest lego game of all time and i was like it's been three years every lego game but honestly three years now yeah it's been like three years since they originally were like yeah it's coming out in less than a year so (laughs) trust me trust me i know i know it's it's nice to finally start yeah almost there (laughs) i am i i'm 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 hoping for like an extra level like because of because if you can actually fly the actual transport ship from rise of skywalker in it like that's a confirmed actual like um not a rise skywalker ship um uh from the rise of the resistance like of the actual shuttle you can actually fly that ship in the game so how cool would it be to have like galaxy's edge like as an act like a bot too as an actual plan like after you beat the game like 100 percent, go there and you could actually like roll i don't like, doubt that it's actually in the game that i would love i can oh almost dude it's gonna be smugglers run but in that Lego is gonna form. be the nerdiest thing of all time it's gonna be amazing like, <laughs> we'll be playing it and i'll be like i'm at work but i'm not at work like what like, <laughs> like what is happening right now i think so, that would be very a very fun element yeah that would definitely. be very very cool yeah but, uh, no <laughs> No, dude. You no, know, I'm 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 so excited for that game, and uh, and then that will also, um, you know, it will be cool too because you'll be able to customize your character. And and after you know them saying, hey, three three hundred characters will have. Can you imagine the customizations that you can do? And then you can make your own droid and stuff like that as well. Like, oh man, that game's gonna be sick. I'm so excited for that. Oh, but but yeah, so that's coming on in April fifth. Um, if you haven't pre-ordered yet, I would, if you get the physical copy, it comes with a Luke Skywalker minifigure where he's drinking blue milk and it's got two faces, you know, him smiling and the other one where he, where he has a blue milk mustache. So that's an exclusive. I would get that if you like that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's Kenobi. Kenobi's coming up soon. Star Wars Celebration is coming up soon. Um, Kenobi's going to be huge and it's probably going to be the darkest star wars stuff that we've gotten i'm it's gonna I'm, pull me I'm back thinking. in i've always yeah. liked star wars and i watch mando and i've watched book of boba fett but like as far as the obsession that i felt back in like fifth grade that i had towards star wars it's gonna be this show that really are you telling me, me my obsession hasn't helped at all <laughs> i mean it helps a little i mean i know more <laughs> about star wars than i would have if i wasn't friends with yeah. you so there's that yeah but kenobi's true. gonna bring me back in man i'll be i'll be oh yeah no fan, man. 
So, well, yeah, I mean, we are thrill. in this prequels age right now of so much like prequels nostalgia. So it's definitely going to be bringing back all of our good memories of seeing the prequels, prequel oh. fans, all that kind of fun jazz stuff. So it's going to be fun and interesting. I was reading something. There was a comment that uh, Ian McGregor made that uh, he he is realizing that he's getting all this extra love. Him same with Hayden because the kids that grew up watching the prequels are now the adults that are going to the movies and stuff. So they're getting a lot more love than they did back when, you know, the 1970s fans were kind of feeling their thing. Yeah. Yeah. I read his quote on the last podcast. That's, that's a pretty interesting thing that that's the way he kind of looks at it. But what I was going to say was that screen thrill and venture pictures put out an interesting infographic. I'll put it up. I saw that to read, but I'll, I'll read out some of this here. So the quick facts for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus are that it's set 10 years after the events of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. It is a limited series of six episodes. Filming began by May 2021 in Los Angeles and wrapped that September. And of course, we all know it's scheduled for May 25th of this year. The original Star Wars Day. Yep. And uh, the Mandalorian stagecraft was also used. Yes. Uh and so for those who don't know that it's the body fancy it, wall thing, right? Yeah. Um yeah. it's this dome that you go in yeah. and it looks like I mean on, on on screen it looks phenomenal and then you know from like not the normal eye if you walk in like I mean well to the normal eye and 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 you don't know you're in there you like might not actually know at first like like for like a split second like that's how like detailed and like awesome that it is. And and they use that for a lot of Mandalorian stuff. They did use some of it for the Book of Boba Fett, and you can definitely tell in the Book of Boba Fett. Um, it's but, for realistic lighting, correct? Yes, and it's also used for realistic, like actual background. So, are you talking about the like, one that? Are you talking about the one that like domes around? Y- yeah. So, okay, the one that they so, made because the Mandalorian's armor is chrome. So trying to get these shots actually put in and not have them just reflect a green screen. What David impossible. can explain this a lot better than me. Yeah. I mean, they made it for a lot of reasons. I mean, the, the fact that they have the technology to make it seem like the projected background can actually pass on a 4k, 8k, 12k camera. Oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. And they use the unreal engine to do that. And there's a story of a, of a Disney executive going on set and thinking that what he was seeing was real, and he mm-hmm. like kind of fell over because he was trying to <laughs> lean on something that wasn't there. Which, I mean, so story, he's old. But, <laughs> <laughs> but see, right. there's also stories but of yeah. of actors getting on the set on the stage, Not knowing, yeah. and then they change the scene, and the whole thing rolls over to the next scene, and it's like they want to fall over because <laughs> they feel like they're actually in that environment. Like, yeah. Whoa, man! Like whoa. <laughs> And then, of course, once it became a success and it worked for the Mandalorian, they built other stagecraft setups all around the world. And I know Marvel is using stagecraft as well. So, yeah, I think there's one in Australia. There's a couple in the L.A. area. There's one in in the U.K. for Andor, I'm guessing. Um, But, yeah, it's it's been a total success. Another huge innovation that Star Wars has brought is just adding to the legacy of all the innovative things they've created. So yeah. So so there's that, and then John Williams uh, is making the theme, the goat, which we talked about in the last podcast, last episode, um, which is phenomenal. 
which my theory on that uh, is that John Williams did a bunch of like the iconic scores for certain characters like Luke, Leia, um, you know, he, you know, did all these themes, but you know, some, some of these characters like Han and Kenobi never got their actual like themes. And now that they, you know, are, you know, have their own projects. That's why John Williams went back and he did the main theme for Han for, for solo. And then he, he's doing the main theme for Kenobi because I guarantee like he like thought um, like a lot of themes for all these people. Um, but he like never like went through with it because it didn't fit in the script but now they have their own shows he's like you know hey i've i've like had this in the back of my you know head for a while try this so i can't wait to you know replay kenobi's theme over and over again because you know it's going to be good because john williams is phenomenal so i'm i hope it's bagpipes and you're wrong but (laughs) (laughs) it would be kind of interesting bagpipes in star wars is you mcgregor scottish i feel like he is he is yeah yeah he's scottish yeah so fitting (laughs) uh and then uh and then liam neeson uh which we know he's going to be a force ghost but i guess it was recently confirmed okay kind of is that was one of the things that i was kind of confused about because we i almost for sure it was said that like he never finished his full force ghost training and that most likely it's going to be full yeah because if we talk about flashback yeah the flashback thing really interests me yes you know what i remember a conversation this morning no dude like imagine if they had like young obi-wan and they're gonna de-age him like they did robert oh oh my uh, gosh bro everyone would lose it like how cool would it be to to see a flashback of like something they talk about in the clone wars where um where obi-wan and and satine and qui-gon were on the run because of they were trying to like you know kill like Satine and stuff like that. How cool would it be to see young Obi Wan and like Qui Gon and then Satine? And that would be a great way to bring like that character into live action. Like that would be, oh my gosh. Uh, oh, so McGregor is pretty handsome already. I don't know if we need to DH him, but sure, if it makes sense for the story. <laughs> well, well, during okay, that point, he would be like a kid. So, like, he would probably yeah. be, you know, probably not even in his 20s yet. Like, and and, and, and the Phantom Menace is where he kind of falls in the line oh, of that. That's actually a good point. And that I just thought, yeah. would you guys prefer that they recast just a younger Obi-Wan as opposed nope, to. Nope, nope, Well, because nope. they did the, like, people were so upset about Mark Hamill being de-aged when they wanted Sebastian Stan to play the young Luke Skywalker. So I'm kind of glad. I, I. I think we got mixed reviews on that because I think David was for him. I really wasn't because I was like, I'm for him. I love Sebastian Stan. But it didn't. It didn't work for Solo for though. Them. And yeah, it didn't work for Solo. Like, okay, in your opinion, do you guys really think that Alden that did guy, a great okay, job though, as John Harrison actor Ford? Was unknown. He really got the role because he was good at impersonating Harrison Ford. He didn't have an established I career know, like Sebastian. I Stan know. Does. I know. But I'm just. I'm skeptical because of now we have that deep fake technology. Use it. Look how great Luke looks in Book of Boba Fett. That was incredible. Yeah, like, before Book of Boba Fett, I was totally for Sebastian Stan. But after yeah. we got yeah. the actual deep fake that Shamuk used, the guy that the civilian they just hired, Lucasfilm just hired him off the street. I mean, he did a so incredible good. job. And of course, I mean, man edit to prove that he was better than their technology. Yeah, he did that. Yeah. And he, that's yeah, why he got he hired. I know that's why dope. he got hired, man. 
Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I guess it really depends on how young you want to make him. If you make him like in his early 20s, then yeah, that would make sense. But if he's playing like, you know, a yeah. 10-year-old kid, then you can't really make him a McGregor 10. That would be ridiculous. I mean, that look just good. looks no, uncanny, man. I mean, that's... Yeah. I would totally that's go for incredible. a series of that. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm pretty they, sure they're going to do they so they're going to well. do a Clone Wars live action something or other in, in Obi-Wan Kenobi a flashback of him oh, so I am going to I'm pretty sure it's happening. Out. I I I like, would go honestly, get him in his I, armor. I, <laughs> I say it every episode. I've been saying it every episode like Kenobi's been the most anticipated thing that like like as soon as Disney got the rights to it, it, no joke, all the fans were like do something with Obi Wan, like do something with Kenobi, like mm-hmm. do it, do it, do it. Like I remember reading articles back in 2013 when the deal was just made about them like doing something with Kenobi. Like that's, it's finally happening. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be dark. Yeah. It's gonna be twisted. We'll see Anakin and Obi Wan together. We'll see, and we're actually getting more than one fight with it, with with Vader and Obi Wan. Oh, for yeah, sure. that's the yeah, they're not going to do a one off. That's going to be like yeah, no. And 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 we're probably getting you know Sith Inquisitors, and there's there's so much to like look forward to. I'm oh my gosh, I cannot wait till May. Like May is going to be a great like a great like month for Star Wars in general because of yes. We've got, you know, Kenobi coming up, but we got Star Wars Day and then we got, you know, four days of Star Celebration, three days of Star Celebration. So it's like that whole month is just going to be Star Wars nonstop and it's going to be crazy. But that's also the same month that um, Doctor Strange comes out. Yeah, no, that's what I'm looking forward to in May. But I mean, you guys have fun too. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it too, but I'm just on the Star Wars hype train right now. I'm on the same. Yeah. I'm just the reverse train. I'm really hyped for Obi Wan. I'm just more hyped for Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Oh. Do you think think we're going to get any like Fallen Order thing to do with this as well? Oh, he better be in it. (laughs) Cal Castor said, all right. So when Dave Filoni like has a character show up somewhere, uh, it's most of the time it's not a coincidence, and it's not the last time we see it. So when we saw the the BD unit in Book of Boba Fett, I was like, "That is that is such a hint." They're just like, we're, we're just going to say BD, right? We're not gonna we're gonna not gonna put the one at the end. No, no, we're gonna BD. say BD, and I was just like, right. Can you, there can is you there is no him? way that th- there's no way that they will not have Cal come up at some point because of every single sudden hint of a character like showing up like even a prop that belongs to him they end up showing up later and honestly I can see that happening with Cal Kestis and like him I think like it'd be you know a cool fit at that oh time. my gosh it would be so cool like and there's it a chance a that opportunity yeah there's a I, chance that Jedi Fallen Order two is coming out this year. As well. That's what I'm saying. Is like I think that would be a very cool kind of like you're like oh here, my here's, some, here's a little here and then here's a little here and then here's the new game. There you go. So I think I think that would be very cool because all all that I've heard from like the rumors is like it's not going to be called Fallen Order Two. It's going to be called something else than that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it'd be very interesting as something to do with Kenobi connects it to the new game. You guys think, think that they're so like meta within this that they know they're going to be making things like this? So when they made the game, they hired an actor to be the mocap like Cameron McGonaghan because 
he is a solid actor. Do you think they hired him for that game knowing that they would eventually put him in a movie or future live action project? That's a very good question. Maybe. I think Star Wars is always in. Then again, we've also had Force Unleashed, so. Yeah. But I think Star Wars is always playing the angle of the long game. Like, that is what they've been doing a lot recently, is that they've been playing the long game of where... And and, and that actually backtracks all the way to when George Lucas got done with 4, 5, and 6. He was like, hey, I'm doing 1, 2, and 3, and then jumping to 7, 8, 9. And then 7, 8, and 9 never was made by him. So I think that, like, Disney took that and was like, hey, there's so much content that we can do, and there's so many timelines that, that we can go over. Star Wars is never going to end. That's especially, the point. Having the Disney backing is like establishing yeah. you that you're you're never going to run out of money. So it's no. really until people are no. tired of it in a franchise like Star Wars or Marvel. Like people are never going to fully get tired of it. So it's no. just keep making stuff, keep printing money, man. Although yeah. if Amazon bought Star Wars, <laughs> they can have yeah, Star Trek. that. Yeah, because of the new series is like like the budget of one billion dollars. Like that's that's crazy. <laughs> Could you yes. imagine? Always if, has a budget. Yeah. Could you imagine if they ended up doing like a Star Wars movie or something like that, where like the budget was like a billion dollars or something, or 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 like a Disney Plus show was that? Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> Too that many shareholders would object. I think. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What if? What if Amazon had Star Wars had the rights to Star Wars? I don't know if Bezos yeah. is a big Star Wars fan, but. Yeah, they really stepped up to the plate buying the Lord of the Rings, right? Bezos is just Lex Luthor. That's what he is. <laughs> He's evolved or devolved. I don't know. But yeah, going back to what you said about um, getting playing the long game. I mean, they did that with in Clone Wars with Katie Sackhoff being Bo-Katan, and then they had her play live-action Bo-Katan. And yeah, as soon as they cast that actor, Cameron Monaghan, I... I was like, yeah, he's going to appear one day. Yeah. But it's surprising that he hasn't appeared yet. That's that's the only thing that's kind of like... No, he's I mean, never short on work. Uh, that dude keeps yeah, himself yeah. busy. So that, he'll, he'll get to it. That panel was also so cool. I remember being at the panel for Jedi Fallen Order, and I remember just sitting there, and I was like, this is this is a new this is a new story for this is a new story for Star Wars, and 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 the, and the cast a great actor. And I remember watching that trailer and being like, is this a show? I know it's a game, but it feels like a show. And and then when you play the game, it's like that that mystery and all that stuff was so cool. And the, and the fact that I did tie um like to the Skywalker saga, and and it's just a different perspective was really really cool. And I really I'm I'm thinking that we will get a we'll get that second game, um because of the first game was a success. Uh, and Star Wars Battlefront Two was not a success at first, but then you know I you know I got better through time. At launch, when Jedi Fallen Order started, no complaints. Like there were no complaints about the game. Like that were just like you know this could be better, this could be better. It was like nonstop, like amazing. And I and I can't even imagine what that hyped them up to do for the second game. I I'm, I'm really curious of what they will do, and and you know maybe we'll see more familiar faces. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this morning or the morning before, um, they did like a toy review on a Good Morning America, and people are thinking this is actually the first Obi Wan Kenobi merch right here. 
and it's a picture. I mean, it's hardly anything really, but uh, I mean, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, they're saying like his shirt it matches one of the pictures. It matches what I think he's wearing on the uh, on the poster. That type of shirt. So, and they did introduce it as a brand new Obi Wan Kenobi lightsaber. And this is his beard looks card. weird. <laughs> weird beard. Yeah. Well, well, well. Look, like on 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 the right side of his face, like half of his beard looks like it's cut off because of the angle that he's looking at. Yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, there's not <laughs> very much gray in it, though. I'm a little surprised. I mean, he, he ten years after, I guess he maybe he won't be graying yet. But right, I wouldn't well, mind have him having a little salt in there. Well, right, but at the same time, you also have to think about like the what ages him. I, I, yeah. I really hope that they talk about like what really ages him. Um, because of mm-hmm. you're right, he and that he doesn't look, and from the image, he doesn't look that older either. So I'm curious of like by the end of the show, like he'll be like, like so like stressed out because of you need to think about how much this man has been through. Like he he, he, he thinks his best friend's dead, and then yeah. he realizes it's not, and then he realizes all of this is his fault, basically. Yeah, he could have just killed him properly and then would have stopped so much but like i think oh that's my gosh. it's going to be a lot to for him to kind of process and i'd love to see that on the show so i am going to be, gonna be to dude i'm going to be so happy but i'm going to be so sad to see him deal with everything that he went through like of of because of you know i i, I was being passionate about that uh, um uh, about the lightsaber fight um like uh, between Anakin and obi-wan but something that i would love to see is maybe like a different angle of the fight that we you know that didn't make it into the film because of we did see that scene in the book of Boba Fett where young Boba does pick up the helmet of Django, but it's like a different angle that we'd never seen before. So maybe do that for that fight on Mustafar, but like a different angle that, you know, that, that we've never seen. I think that would be really cool, but him dealing with all that and all that stress and all, order 66 and just everything, just him having nightmares and kind of dealing with every normal day life. And then something happens where he has to leave planet and like, you know, go on this adventure i think it's going to be really really cool and i think it's it's going to blow something um i i i think it's going to blow fans away like i really really do and it's gonna be the darkest star wars that we've ever seen because this is the uh this is the prime time of the empire um 10 years into the empire so Emo boy, emo boy stories are my favorite. And that's why Batman's my favorite DC character. And just <laughs> him being sad and dealing with a bunch of drama. Like it's yeah. going to make me love the show for sure. Yeah. From what I'm hearing uh, from all the rumors, I hear that Moses Ingram's character, they're really, really like hyped and satisfied with her acting and, and her just overall portrayal of what she's doing. So yeah, that's, and- um, and that's from making Star Wars, actually, which I trust them over pretty much anyone that comes out with rumors and just general kind of info about stuff that hasn't been released yet. Something else that a lot of people aren't talking about is that during this time, Darth Maul is still alive. He is still alive. Yeah. He's going to be in Kenobi unless it's like no, you no, no, there. I don't think. Oh, he's okay, so so there's still a chance that you know that he might show up. And how cool would it be if maybe like. You know, it's misleading right now, and the reason why, like, you know, Darth Maul isn't part of like any of the, any of the promotional stuff or anything, because it's like like a big moment, and we see maybe like like v- when like Vader and like Obi Wan are fighting, and then Darth Maul shows up, and they have like a like a three like fight, and Darth Maul and Vader and <laughs> are fighting, like it's and like it's it's just complete chaos because of because of Maul, 
Well, actually, shoot. You know what? No, you're dreaming, that... bro. <laughs> you're going too far. No, you, you, well, you're right. No, I am because I just realized that in Rebels, um, Darth Maul actually um, doesn't know Obi Wan's alive until Ezra and um, and Maul actually like combine their holocrons, and then he's like, "Oh my gosh, he's like he's alive, he lives," and then he gets obsessed uh, with finding Obi Wan and Tatooine. So, actually, never mind. So everything how, I just how said, many, forget about it. How many years before A New Hope does Maul two. die? Two. Two? Okay. Yeah. Around two years. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's... That was... That, that would have been cool because I was like, if like Darth Maul showed up, that would have been sick, but now it doesn't make sense because unless they, unless they retcon that, but I really hope they don't because um, of that fight that Darth Maul and Obi-Wan have later when, like, you know, he's an old guy and Darth Maul is old. It was, like, a really cool, like, um, uh, tribute to, you know, what kind of Star Wars is based off, which is, like, old samurai movies. And their whole fight was, like, a whole, like a like a samurai fight. It was quick um, and it was painful because of all the history. And, 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 just, and just in that split second of seeing Obi-Wan kind of going from like from his old like, classic clone wars pose to qui-gun's pose was like so cool to me but yeah yeah, yeah oh. speaking of bad guys being alive this guy's alive for sure and we got a quote from oh yeah i heard about Ian that. mcdermott yeah. yeah and he doesn't really i mean you listen to it and you kind of reread it and it's like yeah of course he's probably going to show up in obi-wan kenobi but there's been no like leaks or anything in regards to him showing up but um his quote was i think i have to accept that thanks to my ungrateful granddaughter ray skywalker my annihilation was finally (laughs) final but of course darth vader is back in the new obi-wan kenobi television series so i suppose it's not impossible that one day his mentor might be discovered once again skulking in the shadows so yeah i mean that makes it sounds like he is in the show but he also came back and voiced him in 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 Rebels as well, right? Yeah. And then you think back, it's like, how can he not be involved in the show? You got Vader. I mean, you got the time yeah. period where the Emperor, yeah, is the Emperor. You know, I mean, he's ruling. I over just everyone. don't get why, they, because honestly, it would just hype us up more. But maybe they'll announce the rest of the cast. Maybe when we're at celebration, they're like Liam Neeson, James Earl Jones, like all all, all these actors that we already know that are going to be in it because it's like. It wouldn't be Kenobi without them. What do you like, think the like, mic drop event could be at Star Wars Celebration about Kenobi that would make everyone oh, go nuts? I don't know. I mean, I, I could see them being like in a flashback. Samuel L. Jackson's going to be in it. Like, I could totally see like that happening. Um, uh, I could. Him. I don't think Mace <laughs> is going to make it. I don't know, man. I I don't know because of he's he is in the Secret Invasion series on uh, like for for Disney Plus. So it's like he's been campaigning to be back into Star Wars for years. So honestly, if he keeps doing Marvel, he could definitely come into Star Wars. I don't know if Kenobi's a spot. That's all I'm saying. I think uh, I think he probably would do another Star Wars project. I just don't foresee it being Kenobi. But I'm willing to be wrong. There is so <laughs> many opportunities for flashbacks. But yeah, no, um, I don't know. I yeah, well, the, well, the mic drop moment for me personally would be in that panel, be attending that panel. And then they're like, okay, we're going to show you episode two of Kenobi. And they just show it to us on the big yeah. screen. 
I that think that's going to happen. If they have the lottery system, I'm going to be, mm, <laughs> no, I hate Tom's it. I'm going to get arrested for breaking in. <laughs> no, I, no, I just, um, something else I could see happening too is maybe Natalie Portman, like shows back up in a flashback as Padme too. I think that would be like, like, oh, we get we we to the, the whole like Padme's. Like, yeah. Yeah, Padme, what do you like double or like Dude, how cool would it be? And it's her uh, again playing oh, man. that would be cool. How like cool would it be everybody. if like Anakin was haunted by like Padme's ghost and just kind of like and and and, and uh and, and and that's what and that's what he Ooh. like Oh dude, oh man <laughs> Oh, man. There's a lot of dark elements, I think, in the show that we're all very excited oh, for. It's going to be so cool. Uh, like uh, what they did with Jean Grey in the Wolverine movie, where he just sees yeah. her in a couple glimpses. I could see something like that. Yeah. I don't think he'll be haunted. Something the on the lines show. of that, where, like, I mean, I mean, because of that, that happened in the comics a lot, too, of, of where, like, Vader would have nightmares and then he would wake up from uh, from his from his back to tank and, and, and stuff like that. I could definitely see that. And as yes, it's the Kenobi series, but also Anakin was such a big part of Obi Wan's life, so it makes sense why like the plot would also revolve around Anakin. And I want there to be a scene of where Vader's like you know in his prime and and of because of there's a comic that I talk about a lot, like the scene in the comic, which is so cool, which is where he's surrounded by rebels and like 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 a bunch of mercenaries, and they're like, hey surrender we got you surrounded and then he replies uh i'm uh uh the only people i see is dead men and then he just kills everyone and 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 like and like and just defeats all of them and you're just like this guy is crazy man like he's so powerful and that's exactly what vader was like of this this tortured um torn in half like of, of his soul in half of what is right and what is wrong (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah and 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 that's exactly what anakin was because if i remember walking out of rogue one and people were like you know not talking about how cool it was like the first thing that popped out of their mouths was the vader scene yeah 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 how cool was it seeing vader just take down all those rebels and i was like oh okay well yeah yeah, yeah. i think yeah i think we need to go and i think we need to go see more of vader being <sighs> like what he is in the comics of just like it's being just dark deadly man. it's just like more full out darkness like whoa yeah i want to we want to see that more of that in live action and i definitely oh, think yeah. that rogue one is definitely one of those like yeah we'd love to see it there should be a vader series I was just thinking that. I was like, if the Kenobi like pops off, they could straight up do a Vader series. I don't see why not. I mean, there's right. plenty of untold stories, right? Right. But the thing about that is that they already did that through the comics. So honestly, so it would just make be a different... live action version of the comics, right? Yeah, or just add to it. I mean, yeah, I yeah. Covered yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, because of the whole Vader series is what honestly could have been like a TV show, like. That is great about like that, like a bunch of these comic series is like these definitely could have been like, you know, you know, shows and we never got it. I could see there are so many elements like of the of the comics and stuff of being brought into like mm-hmm. canon blend to live action. And that's that's what I would love to see. But uh, but yeah, um, th- th- there's a lot to look forward to. Um and we are doing a lot more in the podcast as well. We're adding to our Patreon. 
We are doing Twitch now. That's exciting stuff. Please go follow us on Patreon at Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. Boom. Uh, and then we are on Twitch now. Uh, uh, SW Stuff 77. Go follow us. We are um, we are playing Star Wars Battle for two other old Star Wars games, just talking about Star Wars, having a good time. And then when the new Lego stuff comes out, we'll be doing some like play walkthrough on levels and and all that stuff. Like I'm I'm so excited for that game. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. All of our links will be in the description below. Uh, we're on TikTok as well. We have a website. You're doing great things. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything. David Anderson, help me out. Yeah, TikTok Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. yeah, yeah, Josh and Colin are doing more stuff on Patreon. You can always contact us, Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you want to see. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Um, also, go to Spotify and Apple and give us a five-star review. Um, that'd be great. And also watch us on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Um, and us go like follow. Well. And yeah, and go <laughs> follow our everywhere. sister podcast, the Marvel yeah, Stuff Podcast. I was going to say, give Marvel <laughs> Stuff Podcast a shout out. We'd love to have you guys over there. And then I uh, do radioactive paper cuts on Tuesday. So yeah, check that out yeah. as well. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, we, um, uh, the, the Marvel Stuff Podcast is really cool, guys. Like, if you love what we talk about over here, um, we kind of brought that element over to the Marvel stuff where it's, you know, it's like this, but it's Marvel. So go check them out. Coach is great. Josh Kennedy from Facebook is great. And, okay. uh, and, and, and if you love Ray, she's over there too. So uh, we, we love you all. We would not be doing any of this if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you so much. Uh, believe that's everything, right? Am I wrong? Is there something? Hashtag Max Rebo lives. May the force be with you always.